You're listening to another episode of the Zag. Eric Soap here. Excited to be joined by an NLC New York 2015 fellow. Crystal Hudson is here. Continuing our social distancing mini-series pod, but also with a little twist, we're talking to more and more folks who are doing very important frontline COVID work, and we'll catch up with Crystal and see what she's working on today. Thanks for listening. Let's get to it. All right, Crystal, how long have you lived in New York? Uh, my whole life. Oh, nice. Okay. And have you floated around different parts of the city or been rooted in pretty much one place the whole time? Uh, pretty much rooted in Brooklyn. Uh, my family has been in the area for three generations, actually. So I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> and so how would you describe the the morale of the city presently? It is, what, April 28th? How would you say things are going right now? You know, from my perspective, um, I think we've sort of shifted to this place of um, deeper uncertainty. I think earlier on, folks, you know, were, were definitely uncertain and didn't know what the future might hold. But I think the timeline everybody had in, in mind was was shorter than what it's turned out to be. And so, you know, every two to three weeks, we're hearing that this New York pause or staying in place and quarantining at home has been extended a few more weeks. And so things seem to be sort of indefinite. And so I think, um, you know, people were starting to feel like maybe we were turning a corner. We started to see some of the statistics, uh, the numbers going down in terms of deaths and hospitalizations and people in the ICU. Um, but despite those numbers decreasing, we're still quarantined at home. And so I think the the feeling is, is you know, one of uncertainty. So one of the interesting facets of the shelter in place, and I'm not sure interesting is quite the right word, but uh, the reality of neighbors and that uh, so many of our neighbors now are kind of the only folks we see. And the importance of neighbors is definitely heightened. Uh, the work you're doing to bring neighbors together it's something I definitely wanted to make sure you got a chance to, to highlight and showcase. Tell folks a little bit about what's that group you've created and also just the way you're approaching how to bring neighbors together. Yeah, I mean, um, bringing neighbors together and engaging with my neighbors, reconnecting with folks I haven't seen or, or talked with in a long time has definitely been one of the highlights. Um, I think folks are, you know, coming outside and remembering that they've got neighbors um, and engaging with folks in a really meaningful way and a different way than I think we're used to engaging with one another. Um, so I created this WhatsApp group, you know, at the onset of, of everything. And that was really just to keep in touch in real time with folks in my immediate vicinity um, because I was anticipating, you know, a turn for the worse. I didn't know if we'd be able to go out and get groceries at all. Um, and wanted to have a network of folks who could share resources and information with each other. And that started with about 20 people. And now I think we've got maybe 175 or so. And then I created from that um, a mutual aid network for the area. And we've got over 200 people who've signed up both to volunteer and also um, designating themselves as folks who need assistance. And that ranges really anywhere from you know, older folks who just by virtue of their age um, are staying home to keep themselves safe and healthy, 
can't go out to get groceries or run their regular errands, as well as um, you know people who are younger and um, have fallen ill with COVID and just aren't able to go grocery shopping, or maybe they have a whole household of folks who are sick um, and they need some of that assistance as well. And we've also connected folks, um, particularly you know folks who are older, with people who can just check in on them, give them a call, you know, those who are living alone, who are lonely, the social isolation is really taking a toll on them. And they just want to hear from somebody, a friendly, you know, voice um, that can just check in, see how they're doing, talk about things other than COVID-19, and otherwise lift their spirits. So we've had so many people who've, who've offered assistance, you know, financially, um, going to run errands and get those groceries for folks and to also make those phone calls. It's really been um, overwhelming, I think, the the sheer amount of people who are just willing to lend a hand, um, particularly in this time when, you know, we're all going through a lot. When we come back, we'll tell a little bit more about how we can bring neighbors together in these COVID times. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Zag. We'll be right back. So, Crystal, were these skills of bringing folks together and organizing um, in a very organic, grassroots way, is this something that you do for your regular job in real life? Is this something that you've done just being a good neighbor all, all these years? How did these skills come to be? Um, I think it's probably a little bit of both. Um, you know, I've, I've, like I said, I've lived in my neighborhood my whole life. And so I've always had relationships with folks around me. Um, and, you know, so I think it's, it's been partially reaching out to some of those folks. Um, I live with a mother who has Alzheimer's disease. And so we have been quarantined at home um, to make sure that she remains safe and healthy. And so, you know, many of the neighbors who have checked in on my mom and reached out over the years to see how they can be helpful are now finding themselves at home as well. So it's really been um, sort of, it's come naturally and it's been a great joy for me to be able to give back to my neighbors who've given me and my family so much over the years. Um, And then I've also worked in um, city government, most recently in community engagement. And so um, this also is work, you know, that I happen to do uh, professionally. And then as far as your connection still to NLC, so 2015 was a little while ago, but uh, I'm sure you're still plugged in a little bit. What kind of ways have you Uh, stayed in touch with alumni uh, in general or maybe other fellows from your class? Yeah, so um, I'm in touch regularly with at least half of the folks that were in my class um, and probably less regularly with the rest, with the other half. Um, But we all definitely stay in touch. It was a great cohort, I would argue the best. Um, And, you know, there are other folks from my cohort who are also doing mutual aid work um, in Brooklyn specifically, but across the city as well. And so, you know, trading sort of best practices, sharing resources and information, um, and also just lending an ear for one another. I know our chapter directors, one of whom was in my class, Jerry Bruno, he, they've been putting on um, a weekly sort of check-in call for NLC, for the NLC community. Um, and that's on Sundays at 6 p.m. And that's really been a great opportunity for folks to connect, to share resources, but also to just like let it out, you know, and share what they're going through, frustrations, um, you know, sadness that that 
that folks have been overcome with, you know, losing people close to them and seeing people around them get sick. Um, so there are definitely ways that many ways that the NLC community here in New York has remained connected through. Listen, I'm glad to connect with you today. Thanks so much for coming on and thanks for all the work you're doing out there. And thanks everyone for listening. Make sure to catch all episodes in our COVID time social distancing mini series. You can get all those episodes at all the places you get your podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher. They're all there. Make sure to check them out. And until next time, we'll catch you soon.